Hello and welcome to According to John. Today we're going to have discuss Satan. Yeah, how he messes with us. I hate Satan. I hate him, but he is our uh, a boring lion walking about yeah. seeking whom he may devour. He's an adversary to our soul. He's real. He messed yeah. with Jesus. He messed with the, the prophets. He messed with Job. There's a lot in the Bible on yeah. this. He's a formidable foe. And you know, I was thinking <laughs> as we look at this topic, the more committed we are to Jesus, which is a big deal, right? the more this is a reality for us. Yeah, absolutely. Satan doesn't have to mess with some people. He's got them already under his control. But the, well, And I find that humorous because people will say, oh, I don't have any problems with Satan. And I immediately respond with, that's because you're not serving Jesus. That's the biblical answer. It's not politically correct, though, John. No, it's, dude, they hate it. to bring that to your this attention. Is <laughs> it's true. It's true. It is true. People hate when I do that. Who are you to judge me? I'm not judging. I'm perceiving. I'm, I'm pointing out. I'm, yeah, not, yeah. I'm, I'm pointing out the obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's part of our calling to uh, show my people their sin. There you go. I, I don't have fun doing that, no. but I'm willing to suffer reproach for the name of Christ. But does Satan have to get God's permission before he attacks us? I've heard that question many, many times, especially new believers who are really growing and, you know, they're really committed. And then some things hit them in the face unexpectedly. And they begin to get a sense that I am in a spiritual battle. So that's what we're going to address today. That's what we're going to talk about. Hey, I am your host, John Westfall. This is my co-host, Pastor Duke Herget, the Duke Meister. (laughs) Why does he love me so much? And I am so glad you have tuned in. According to John, I pray that these podcasts are a blessing to you. And I would tell you, if you will like, share, subscribe, follow, tell others about it, keep this thing going. We were just looking at the numbers. And according to the numbers, um, we are are literally in the top 25% of podcasts. Muchas gracias. Yes. Yeah, who'd yes. have thunk it? Just hanging out in our little cubicle. We get a little crazy sometimes. That's mostly John's yeah, fault. Right? <laughs> That's nah, dude, You ride the crazy train with me. Uh, so do it. We do have fun. <laughs> so we're going to look at this and answer the question. Before we do, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and I will pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Thank you for this day, this time together, for this opportunity, Father, to share your word. Lord, I pray your hand be upon us, Lord, that we would speak clearly present your gospel clearly so that, Lord, as we listen to this, we're different uh, at the end. Father, we thank you and love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, does Satan have to get God's permission before he can attack us? Great question, and uh, the answer is sometimes yes, sometimes we don't know. And and I think it depends on the, and this is what we're going to, as we look through the scriptures, we will find it depends on the level of attack. Yeah, that's clearly in Job. Clearly in Job. There's different levels of attack. There is. And I think, you know, of course, the more more Satan wants to attack us from his hatred, the more I think God puts his brakes on and goes, whoa. But I also think that, and we're going to get to this, but I also think that it depends on how deep in sin you are and how much God wants to get your attention. Mm-hmm. Or is he just going to take you home because you're such a problem to the gospel? Mm-hmm. 
We know that God gives angels charge over us. We know that there's a guardian angel for the nation of Israel. Mm -hmm. We know Paul said, uh, Satan hath hindered me. And I know that was in Daniel. Yeah. And uh, we're also going to see clearly he's going to pull up from Job. Job. Something was going on in Job chapter one and chapter two. And I think Job is our biggest reference point for clarity. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. 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 Different levels that comes from Job. Yeah. (laughs) Because God's like, okay, you can do this, but not that. Okay. You can do this, but not that. You can go this far. Yeah. This far. And, And if you notice, Satan never exceeded what God said. Mm-hmm. Like, because my God is Satan's God. Well, Satan just don't like it. Yeah. <laughs> How about when Jesus and the apostles confronted demons often right. in, we read in the new Testament, how many times yeah. did Jesus fail to cast out a demon? Uh, none. A zero. <laughs> and how many times did demons say, uh, you, we know the other one we don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah referencing Jesus. Yeah. So (laughs) Satan is real. He hates the work of God. He hates, especially the servants of God who do the work of God. And that's very clear in scripture. Right. And uh, some people, if, 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 if I'm not serving the Lord, he didn't have to mess with me. Right. Because he's sort of already got me under his control. Right. And so, yeah. so he, he doesn't need, listen, who do we give our time to those who seem to have the most need, to be quite honest, right? Yep. Or those who are the most easily to work with. And that's mm-hmm. what Satan does too. Mm-hmm. Just saying. We better jump in here, John. Just saying. All right, here we go. We give our conjecture after we lay the foundation from the Bible. Okay, so we look in Job 1. In Job 1, um, it shows that that's, that's where we see that Satan was not able to afflict uh punishment upon Job without God's permission. And there's a few things that we're going to look at here that just just kind of befuddles the brain. But as this isn't a podcast for that, even though I will bring it up. It says, there was a man in the land of Uz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. This dude is on top of it. Good guy. He's Loves a good guy. God. <clears throat> And seven sons and three daughters were born to him. Also, his possessions were 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxygen. O- oxygen. <laughs> oxen. I need oxygen. Get your tang tongue going, uh, John. Yeah, five, uh, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household. And that very large household was he had a lot of servants. So that this man was the greatest of all the people of the East. And his sons would go and feast in their houses, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. So it was when the days of feasting had run their course that Job would send and sanctify them, uh, and he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings according to the number of them for all. For Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus Job did regularly. Verse 6, now there was a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we establish who Joe was. Rich, righteous, godly, respected, uh, known. Uh, looking out for spiritual yeah. welfare of others. This is Job. Good man. Good man. Look here in verse 6. 
Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. And we know from 1 Peter 5, 8, that he is like a roaring lion. Walketh about seeking whom he may devour. He's looking. Old Testament, New Testament, same, same, uh, same, that's right. Same program. So verse eight, then this is okay. If you're, for those of you who are listening, this befuddles my brain. Me too. I can't help you, Johnny. I can, all I can do is read it. (laughs) Makes me tremble a little bit, but here's what happened. God's bragging on Job. He really is. God has a confidence in Job. Right. He knows Satan hates Job. Right. God has been, ev- evidently from the text, protecting Job. Mm-hmm. Satan would have liked to harass, maybe take down this guy along the way, right. but was forbidden. Well, and, and here's, okay, you said it. God has a confidence in Job, and we know this. We're about to read it. Mm-hmm. Not only does God have a confidence in Job, but God never brings a testing on our life without a purpose. Say that again, Johnny. Right. That's huge. It is because people get hung up. Oh, you know, I'm being punished. Why? I thought God loved me, blah, blah, blah. And it's because God loves Job that he's bringing a testing into his life. And we, we don't realize until the end chapters, the last two, three chapters, we realize that the testing was Job Job had to learn, uh, so he had a pride issue. Even though he was godly, he still had a pride issue, right? Because God's like, I got 70 questions for you, buddy. Gird up your loins because here they come. I've read Job 171 times. It's probably my the scariest book in the Bible for me. <laughs> I, I hate the book of Job and love the book of Job all at the same time. But this is kind of frightening. I, I think I live in a bubble of God's blessing, God's protection, right. God's provision. Uh, I've never been persecuted under blood. I've had people make fun of me and threaten to kill me and all that kind of stuff because I stand for Jesus. Isn't that crazy, dude? I have too. It's so amazing. Uh, so, you know, but but Job, God was bragging on him and, and God was protecting him. And then God takes the initiative, like you say, always with a purpose. That's right. And God's going to pull back some of that protection for a while for a reason. Yep. And Job has no clue. And I think that's right. how we kind of are. We're clueless on a lot of this that's going on about right. us. But what is important for us to know, God tells us right. and everything else we trust him. And and here's the other thing. When God says, or when people say, forgive me, when people say, God will never give you more than you can handle. That is, is a lie. Yeah, this is way more than Job can handle. <laughs> Absolutely. And and the reason that God will give you more than you can handle is so that you look to him and depend on him. I would rephrase that and say, God's grace is sufficient. There's a point. Oh, man. Start out of the gate. Coming out Ooh, of the gate. I'm, I'm very seldom in the lead. <laughs> feels good. <laughs> I got to be on my game. Okay, so here we go. It says, oh, wait, that's too funny. People have been uh, writing in that he's a little stingy with his points. They uh, have. I agree with you. They- <laughs> They're right, Johnny. But he's listening. Look at that. He's listening. He brought it up to me earlier. He's a little stingy. People, yeah, people are like, oh. This is repentance you, on yeah, your part, John. I'm proud of you, John, dude. You're, you're, you're stingy with your points. Man, that's, uh, <laughs> you're, you're stepping up, dude. <laughs> 
That's too funny. All right, so here we go. Uh, to get back on this. <clears throat> so as we see this, and as we're going to read, we're going to find out that there's really no biblical proof that Satan really needs God's permission to attack us. But Just we, this example. Here. This is an example where we see that God, that Satan does go to God, and we have another example where Satan does go to God. We don't know if it's on every level with every attack, but we do know that there is a process that Satan has to follow. And, and the Holy Spirit thought it important enough to put this dialogue between God and Satan concerning Job and probably somewhat concerning us if we're committed to Christ like Job was, that um, God put this in the Scripture for us to see. Right. And now here's the befuddling part, but we, I think we worked through that, to be honest. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Satan answered the Lord. And here's the other thing that you got to grab here. Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? Look here in verse 10. Have you not made a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands. You have possessed, and his possessions have increased in the land. Satan doesn't go, sorry, Lord, who's Job? Yeah, yeah, he knew. Immediately. Yeah, and he had a lot of details on Job. And he's saying, uh, it's pretty obvious, Lord, that you have been protecting Job, mm-hmm. right? Have you not put a hedge of protection about him? And this brings in another verse uh, identifying who Satan is. He's also called the accuser of the brethren. What's he doing here? Absolute He's the accuser of Job. Yep. Yep. Because, well, here's the thing. Saying scripture fits with scripture. That's what you're saying, huh, Johnny? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you another point. I'm just checking you out, bud. You're on, you're on, you're on target. <laughs> so we see in 10 where Satan points out, not only does he know Job, like, oh, yeah, I know who Job is. You know, sometimes we might go, oh, yeah, I know who Fred is down the street. And then we'll go, oh, yeah, Fred, the one who is married and he's got five children and he drives a red Chevy truck and he likes to golf on weekends. And, yeah, I know that Fred, right? I mean, that's what Satan does here. He's like, oh, yeah, that Job that you've put a hedge of protection about him. You've increased his house. You protected his house. You protected his children. You blessed him. You blessed him. You blessed him. Yeah, I know that, Job. I mean, and that's how Satan knows us as well. And probably through his minions, you know, like. Demonic reporters. Absolutely. Organization. It's not that Satan is omniscient. He he is not all-knowing, but he has a team. Yeah. And the team, I think, report to him Absolutely. when somebody's getting really committed to Jesus. I know we have guardian angels because Jesus said so. And I'm kind of guessing Satan follows God's patterns that we have demons kind of looking out for us too, trying to trip right. us up. Right. And if we get like, you know, when you and we were on Satan's team till we got saved, then we got serious about Jesus. And I think demons begin to take note of us and probably reporting us to Satan. Uh, I want to say, follow, say following this pattern. Exactly. Verse 11, Satan now puts a challenge out to God. Now God doesn't crumble under a challenge. He's yeah, he's so secure. He there's no ego problem with God, and God's not threatened by this. Like, oh no, what am I going to do now? Yeah, it's just 
Sonic. What I do love is God's like, oh, you want to play games? I got your game. <laughs> you know? So verse 11, Satan says, but now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. False accusation. And the Lord said to Satan, verse 12, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person or on him. You can only go so far. Yes, sir. God's like, yeah, listen, because remember you said he had confidence in Job. That's amazing to me. And I, I love that. I do too. I love the fact that God's like, yeah, you can do whatever you want. That's, that's my man. That's my, that's my man right there. Yeah. So that verse motiv- that motivates me too. Scares me, motivates me all the right time. Right, because you might be the guy. <laughs> you might be the next Job. So then in verse 12, it ends with, so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Man, he was hightailing it to get the Job to start the process. Top of his priority list. Oh, my goodness. Verse 13. And when we, when we look at this, we see, okay, verse 13. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house and a messenger came and to Job and said, the ox were plowing, the donkeys feeding beside them when the Sabians raided them and took them away. And indeed the servants were killed and every, your whole household is done and gone and your house is collapsed and your children are dead and all of you, you're alone, buddy, and you're poor. That's a pretty good paraphrase, John. Only it was even more emotional than that. I mean, he, I, I, I lost a grandson, and I know how that feels. Multiply that by ten. twenty-five or ten or twenty. By ten, because it's ten children. Yeah. Wow. Plus his wealth, plus his house, plus look, look, Satan, and this, <laughs> this is so bad. <laughs> Satan took. Everything but Job's nagging wife. <laughs> <laughs> Left her back. Poor Mrs. Job. She lost all this too, so I'm standing up for her. Yeah, well, I'm not because she was a nagger. Well, she, that's true, but she had reason to. Now. She was a, Yeah, but she was like, curse God and die. Yeah, on top of all the loss. On top of all the loss. And so, so Job, remember I said earlier he was all alone. He lost everybody. I mean, he had his wife, but of what value was that at this point? Because his wife is as bad as Satan. But we also read it was Job that did the praying and the sacrificing and the seeking and the searching and the helping. We don't hear anything about the wife until it comes along to her nagging. Yeah. So Satan left true. her Satan left her in place. Are you still still standing with her? Um, Now's the time to bail out, brother. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just know you, that. You're such a softie. I, am, I, I, I love Mrs. Job. Poor gal. I know. Somebody should have poked her yeah, in the she eyes. Was, but, okay, we, I, we'll have to pr- pray for me, John. I'm a, <laughs> still love Mrs. I Job. But I love the fact that you hung in there. You didn't let me it's talk true. to you. You couldn't talk me out of that. <laughs> Johnny gets a point for effort. I'll take it. Okay, there we go. Two to two. Or one to one. One to one. One to one. (laughs) You're keeping track. Yeah. Right here, baby. One to one. I've lost so many when I'm in in contention, I'm happy. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So here we go. 
All right, so whether they whether Satan's got to go every time, we don't know. But here's another one that we see because if you continue on in Job, you're, you'll see that Satan keeps coming back. God keeps telling him, "Yeah, you can do this, but not this. This, but not this." And you see it just increasingly gets worse until he's down to nothing, to the point where Satan even says, "Oh, okay, yeah, well, you took everything, and and he was okay with that." But if you attack him personally. You hurt him physically, then he'll curse you. And then God's like, yeah, okay, you can hurt him, but don't kill him. Satan ups the ante. He does. Now, just prior to that, when all that first wave hit and hit hard, I love what Job said. Job made music to God's ears. He said, uh, the Lord gave, the Lord took away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Naked I came from the womb, and naked, naked will I return. Yeah. God is still good. I don't understand what hit. I don't know why. I wish it didn't happen, but God is still good. You know, I just want to interject. And God now. noticed, because God even said, through all the junk, Satan, that you've done, Job has kept his testimony. And when I, I learned from this, oh, when we get hit... That's a big opportunity. When we get hit by whatever it is that's really hurting, whether it's attack of Satan or just the world coming upon us and people hate whatever it is, that's an opportunity to make music under God's yeah. ears. Amen. I remember when our grandbaby di- died and I had to drive up the Northway in a rainstorm and um, I, I shouted praise and honor and glory to God as I was crying. Lord, you were good when the baby was alive. The baby's now dead. You're still good. Amen. I don't understand why, but you're a good God, and I lift up your name, and I praise you. I adore you. I honor you. And I know that not only myself, but my son who lost the baby and his his precious wife and all of our family in our anguish, we pulled together and we worshiped our way through. We made precious music to God's ears in a time of great pain. I learned that from this text. Right. And that, cause that's really where we need to land. Yeah. So there's, it's in there for a reason, lots of reasons. We find another place where Satan went and asked God for permission to attack someone else. And that passage is Luke 22, 31 through 32, Luke chapter 22 verses 31 through 32. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, like Peter, Peter. It is, he's, but, he, but he's emphatic because there's an exclamation point. And let me remind you guys, when you read the scriptures, if you see an exclamation point and you didn't get excited about what you just read, go back and get excited and read it again and read it as if as there's an exclamation point. If you see a comma, pause at the comma. If you see a period, stop at the period. When you see this and you read it like it is written, if you see a question mark and you didn't read it as a question, go back and read it as a question. I'm telling you, the scriptures will come to life to you when you do that. That's called biblical hermeneutics. And I can't escape that, right? Because there's so much value in that. That's a great message for for the team here. It's just, it's wonderful. So here we go, verse 31. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Get hold of this, dude. Indeed, indeed. Verily, verily, truly, truly, I'm, I'm speaking truth into you right now. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, there's a period in that. So what happens here is Jesus understands what's about to come Peter's way. 
and he's gets his attention. Simon, Simon. Peter looks at him. And then Jesus comes down to a level and says, Satan has asked to sift you like wheat. Because now they're eye to eye. Satan knew who Job was. Mm-hmm. He knows who Peter is. Because As he a- asked by name. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, hey, 12 apostles, listen up. Satan wants to sift you like wheat. Hey, John, Satan. Hey, no. But as I recall in the text, Jesus had just given Peter the keys of the kingdom. He's going to unlock the door yeah. to the Jews in, in Acts chapter 2. He's going to unlock the doors to the Gentiles in Acts chapter 10, I think it is, uh, where the kingdom is going to advance greatly. So he was a, a, a chosen servant among the 12 apostles, and Satan knows that. Right. And he's going after who? Oh, he's going after the man. Yeah, yeah. So I, I see, I mean, Satan hated all the apostles, right, right. but now he's focused in on Peter, Simon, Simon Peter. Listen, and there was no difference between Peter and Job. Job was the man of the land. Mm-hmm. Peter's going to be the man of the land. Mm-hmm. I mean, we see it, right? So then he says, Simon, Simon, Satan wants to sift you like wheat. And verse 32 tells us that God I love this verse because it tells us that God said okay and I'm sure there's limitations there let me paraphrase this before you read it go ahead Jesus is saying you, you you're facing this your enemy's coming like a flood but Jesus saying yo Peter I got your back man mm-hmm. is that a good paraphrase I'll take it read it I like it because here's what he says I'm, I'm going to put it all in context. So I'll start over again. Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But, but. I love a but, man, right? But I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Number one, that shows us the power of prayer. Jesus didn't say, oh, but I put limitations. No, no, he said, but I prayed for you. Well, who's the mediator between man and God? Uh, Jesus. Jesus. I prayed for you. I prayed for you, Peter, that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. Mm -hmm. So now here's the omnipotence or omniscience. I'm sorry, the omniscience of Jesus. When you return, I already know what's going to happen. This is a test, Peter. It's going to put you on another level because what we found from Job is the test put Job on another level and a walk closer to God. And what we find with Peter is it puts him on another level and a closer walk with God. And so what we have to understand is we see two examples where Satan went to, where Satan went to God and asked for permission. To the degrees, or if it's every time, or if it's just certain amount of, you know, certain degree that he's allowed, I don't know. Or for certain leaders, is it for everybody? We're not told, but we are told it happened to Job, it happened to Peter. Right. And, you know, just kind of making a, a summation from that, uh, maybe, maybe, you know, we, well, this, we're in spiritual warfare. Right. And this could be the same right. uh, model that we're in. Well, and, you know, the Bible says that Jesus will never leave us nor forsake us. And so an attack on us is an attack on God. 
and God doesn't give his enemies the victory. Mm-hmm. And so there, I think I, I wouldn't be stunned or I, I don't think I would be wrong to say at least to a degree, Satan has to go and ask permission to mess with his with God's children. That sounds a significant issue. Probably yeah. yes. Uh, there you go on a significant issue, or in a significant manner. Now, if it's everyday harassment, it's kind of like the bully at school. Yeah. Until they up the ante and it gets physical, it's like yeah, blow them off. The old guy that's driving five miles an hour too slow in front of Pastor Duke, you know, probably yeah. that's not a big big deal. But I do learn from this passage when Jesus is giving Peter the keys of the kingdom and Jesus shares with them, I'm going to suffer, bleed, and die. And then Peter steps up and says, no, no, I won't let you die. I'll die. Yeah, and he's You're like, too important. Get behind me, Satan. And so Satan is right there, right there. in the thick of it, of, yeah. of the advance of right. the kingdom of God. Right. But, you know, we also see, and I think we mentioned this in another podcast, where Mary runs to the tomb and then Jesus appears and he tells her, Hey, go tell the, the disciples. And the, and the Bible says, uh, as she was going, the guards were going to tell the lie to the government. That's good and evil running on parallel tracks and arriving <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. It's always that way. And that, so, so we see Satan is always there. Yeah. Ready to take advantage of any opportunity he can. People have asked me, uh, through the years, my pastoral care, they, or pastoral ministry, they say, well, who, who's been the most faithful person in your church? <laughs> Satan. <laughs> he never misses a yeah. service. And he never stops. You know, I'm ready to give the invitation. The Spirit of God is moving. There's a sweet spirit there. And right. all of a sudden, a little right. six-month-old baby that should be in the nursery screams out and just breaks the sanctity right. of the moment. And it does. I've had that happen. These churches that that are like, oh, kids need to be in here. We welcome that noise. We, I'm like, you, you're you're crazy because how can people learn where they can't hear? Yeah. So and uh, faith comes by hearing by the word of God. And if if you're interrupting the hearing of the word of God, you're interrupting the growth of the it's Christian. The timing of that baby. I mean, again, that baby's been, <laughs> oh, yeah. that baby has been quiet. We didn't even know it was in the service. I'm, you yeah. know, just ready yeah. to present the gospel. Yeah. Are you ready to receive? Yeah. What? Yeah. There we go. <gasps> or forget the whole message. What what's up? Yep. Or you're witnessing to someone in in public, or you're witness. You go to visit someone at home, and you're witnessing, and then the phone rings. I've had Ray, the phone ring. Somebody knocked, ring the doorbell, and the phone, and the dog barks all at, at the, the same, same time. <laughs> Only a, a true pastor would know what we're talking about, Johnny. Yeah, I would tell you. So as far as every time. I think it's on different levels. I, I 100% agree. I, I, I would say that. And the Lord could have told us more, but he chose not to. Right. One thing we do know, though, God does set boundaries, and he has done that with everything. Job 38, 11, when I said, this far you may come, but no further, and here your proud waves must stop. The shoreline. When God said it, guess what? The water didn't exceed. And I think that's the same way with Satan is he's like, yeah, you, you got the freedom to hang out, but this is where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah. I think that's how it works. I, I think your interpretation is excellent. And well, and here's the other thing too. A lot of times Satan doesn't need to attack us. He needs just to present something in front of us, knowing that that may be our weakness 
and we fall. He didn't have to touch us. Put out the bait. That's it. He puts out the bait. We we go for the bait, and and then we're. What I gather from this whole thing, this is real important. Let me tell you, everybody who loves the Lord Jesus and tries to advance his king has your hand in the plow. You're a kingdom person. You share your faith. Let me tell you, you're targeted. Mm -hmm. I learned that from Job. I learned that from Peter. You're targeted. But you're also protected. Right. And there's levels of God's allowance. Mm -hmm. And if God allows uh, the uh, attack to be more intense, it's for a reason. Mm Always, God doesn't do anything for nothing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I want to jump back to Job for a second. I thought Job was a contemporary of Abraham. There was no Bible for him to go to. Right. He, he, he'd never heard of Abraham. He, about the same time, you know, next town over, next nation over, God's got his calling Abraham. But well, if, Job, uh, to, real quick, and then finish your thought, people need to remember that Job is the oldest book of the Bible. Yes, sir. Very important. There was no, there was no uh, Bible for him to go to. Right. He knew the story of the creation, the fall. Uh, he knew Cain killed Abel. He knew uh, about the flood. He knew about the Tower of Babel, and that's it. He knew God's attributes. That he knew that God was good, that God was sovereign, that God was eternal, God was immutable, God was omniscient, omnipotent. God is good. He knew that. Well, he and knew I- the character of God, and that was enough. To carry him through. Right. Apparently, God, somewhere along the line, dealt with Job personally, where Job was so in love with God. Something happened. Something happened. Um, Here's For uh, us today, we would call it salvation. Yeah. Oh, he was a believer. He was absolutely a believer. He only knew this much. We know this much. Right. But we knew what he knew plus what we know. I I gathered this from Job, and I I just read it a couple days ago. Job did not view God through circumstances. He viewed circumstances through God. Right. That is... And that was what will, get, will carry you through. That's what kept him in the pocket. Yep. But through all... And, and look, we know First Peter 5, 8, right? Uh, be sober, be, be vigilant. Be sober because, listen, if you are drunk, you're not on your game and things that easily get by you. You can easily get hurt. Things, crazy things can happen. So be sober and then be vigilant. Vigilant means always aware, always watching. Mm-hmm. Because your adversary, Personal your, your adversary, right? The devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking to devour you or seeking someone to devour. He knows our weakness. He puts the bait out. You know, um, for Johnny, it can be a motorcycle that he's just kind of drawn into. Mm-hmm. And I know I, every time I see a Harley Davidson, I want to steal it. But so far, <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I want it to be mine. Listen, you can't hear it. I was preaching the other day, and a Harley went through the parking lot. And all of a sudden, I stopped preaching. I'm like, <laughs> I followed the sound. I didn't even see the bike. I'm just following. The John, sound. do you know how Harleys got their name? <laughs> oh, let me know. By the way, they sound. Harley, 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 Harley. It's not a Suzuki. That's for my friend John. <laughs> Might take him a second. Yamaha. 
You're right. <laughs> Actually, is Yamaha. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I almost got a point for that, but uh, you are not getting a point for talking about my motorcycles. Mm. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. He loves men get away with murder with this guy. That was so funny. That was hilarious. Okay, here we go. <laughs> So to pull it back, to bring Sorry. it together, to wind it up, um, here's what we do know. We know that God controls everything in the universe, including Same. Satan. And as a matter of fact, if you were to go to Matthew chapter 4, 1 through 11, where Jesus is being tempted, you remember he's on the mountain, yeah. and Satan comes before him and Satan tempts him. Over and over again. Actually, it'd be over, over, over. Three, three times. times. <laughs> and every time, Jesus responded with... The word of God. But first he said... I shall not tempt the Lord thy God. The Lord your God. Um, Do not tempt the I, Lord your God. I am your boss. I rule you, Satan. That's what he's saying. Do not tempt the Lord your God, Satan. I am your God. You know it. This is for the benefit of the people. Because we know in Hebrews it says that he was tempted so that he could understand how we're tempted. And the temptations were power, provision, and protection. And that's what these fake healers, I call them, offer mm -hmm. people. Send us money so God right. will send you money and all this craziness. Right. And, and 1 John chapter 2 says... Lust of the eyes. No, the first is lust of the flesh, lust of the, the eyes, eyes, pride of life. life. It's all the same temptation. All the same. Yeah. But Jesus soundly defeated him. Amen. Using scripture and reminding him of his place, which I loved. So when it comes to you and I, does Satan have to go to permission, uh, go to God to get permission every time? I don't know. On everything, I do think for certain levels like we talked about. <clears throat> but we have to remember this one thing, and that's Romans 8, 28. And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good, right? But it's ultimately for good for God. I think Job knew that. Absolutely. Even the verse that wasn't yet written in the New Testament but he knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hey guys, listen, <clears throat> we know that God cares for all of his children. And so it's reasonable to assume that God has a measure of protection surrounding each and every one of us. We have to trust God and know that God loves us enough to protect us. Just like uh, we would protect our children. Just one last thought. As I put this all together, here's where I land on this. I don't have to worry about it. All I have to do is submit myself, therefore, to God, resist the devil. He must flee from me. He has to flee. That's where the, I land. In the name of Jesus. So, guys, let me tell you this. More than worrying about if God gives uh, permission or not, you should worry about not dishonoring God and not obeying the devil. Hey, I hope this has helped you. And if it has, please like, share, subscribe, and follow. And until next time, God bless.